All right. Hello. Welcome to Channel of Curiosity. This is my podcast and I get to be here with Travis today. If you've never met Travis before, he's a 1-3 splenic projector and just a lot of fun. So I really appreciate you being here with me, Travis. <laughs> it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity and uh, excited to chat some more. Yes, absolutely. And it was so much fun when you were on Human Design Hot Topics with me and Janelle. So, <laughs> so I love the hot topics because it gets to be like Janelle cracks me up and there's all this, like, it's just so much fun. And then over here on Channel Curiosity, my goal is really to just kind of dig into some specifics of what it's like living within certain aspects of design, because I feel like sharing those stories is so important, especially for someone brand new. If I meet someone new who's a splenic projector with like the channel of surrender, like you would say, hey, go listen to Travis, mm. go hear his experience. And I just think it's, I think it's really helpful. So thank you for being willing totally. to share. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, it's so cool to be in a position to do that. Because uh, when I, I started, I did the same thing. I'm like, where's my channel? You know, who's got this? And uh, yeah, listening to, I mean, as a one, three, two, we want to hear other people's experiences um, and where they, where they came from, the mistakes they made <laughs> <laughs> and continue to make. <laughs> yes, all the information. I want to know all the like book stuff and all of the messy stuff yeah. and and conglomerate it in so okay tell me again how long you've been in your experiment uh i think it's coming up on four years now okay yeah, okay four years. yeah yeah so we're real close i'll be four years in december oh okay nice yeah doesn't it seem like uh 20 yeah and then yeah. also like six months I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's one of those where time makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't, I forget what life was like before human design. Mm -hmm. And now having this way of navigating life, like it just makes so much sense. It helps me so much. Yeah, I, t I tell people I'm three and a half. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm a baby and I'm like starting my life for the, you know, yeah, for the last three and a half years. Yes. Yes. And there's just so much unlearning mm -hmm. and allowing. I think, like, tell us about what's been going on for you. Like, how, how has this really changed your life? Uh, yeah. So prior to finding human design, I uh, hated everyone. I hated everything. I was very depressed. I was angry. Um, I, I put on a good facade. I smiled a lot. I, I kind of think that's an open solar plexus thing where we could be feeling very dark things or very, uh, you know, bad emotions. For me, it was depression. Um, but then on the outside, I would just smile all the time because it was kind of my way of like, don't ask me what's going on. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to go there. Like, I'm just going to be the happy, the happy guy on the outside, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I had times of happiness, but most of it was, was very dark. And it was really just me feeling like I didn't belong, which, uh, you know, is so common for, for projectors of like, you know, we're, we're very different. Um, I don't think I can keep up with the pace of society. Something's wrong here. Like something isn't working. Like no one's happy. There's lots of frustration. There's just all these questions that I knew from a very early age. I just had this feeling like, oof, people are expecting things from me and I'm not going to be able to deliver on them. Mm. Um, and so I felt like it was kind of like being set up for failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for most of my life, it was trying to come to terms with how can I succeed with these rules that were given to me. And uh, that shit doesn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> Does not work. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's interesting that you've had that sense like forever. Whenever I think back as a little kid, I just... I just remember trying to fit in so much. Like I would observe, this is what everybody's doing. This is what you're mm -hmm. supposed to do. So I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and would try to mold myself into that. I don't remember ever questioning it or saying, I can't do this. Like mm -hmm. I would just keep trying. 
to do this. Mm. And it was very tiring. Yeah, I, my my mom sent me a poem I wrote when I was in like early, early grade school and we had to compare ourselves to an animal and I compared myself to a turtle. Aww. And it was like, I like to go slow. I like to be lazy and relax. I'm like a, you know, like a late bloomer. Like it was so, I, I want to post that because it it was me like really feeling myself. And I think at that point, I was probably trying to come to terms with like, why do I feel this way? Um, mm -hmm. I was very, you know, I'm still very sarcastic, but I have kind of a dark sense of humor. And I think that's kind of when it started of like, okay, I better make fun of myself for feeling like this. But I know that this is how, how I feel, you know, at such an early age, it was kind of cool to see. That is really cool. Yeah. Glad your mom had that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I asked my mom once because I was trying to like go back to kid stuff I'm like what do you remember me liking and she's like I just remember you liking boys I'm like that's it mom that's all you got <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> oh so one thing that I'm really curious about with you is like we're both one threes mm -hmm. And so navigating life as a one three I remember last time we talked you you made this comment about how we're the most um self-centered profile essentially mm -hmm. and it was like I knew that but it hit me different when you said that mm -hmm. so I've just been really sitting with that and observing that and it does make so much sense it's mm -hmm. like my I just want to study things and learn things and then kind of pop up and share what I know and then go back to learning and just kind of have that cycle but it's been interesting in business too I'm like wait how do I how do I do business like this but mm -hmm. It's just an interesting journey. And it seems like things have been really successful for you lately. So how do you navigate being a one three? What does that mean to you? You gotta fucking take the leap at some point and do something that you have no idea how it's, how it's gonna turn out. Um, I say yes to lots of invitations that come my way that feel aligned that I feel uh, that inferiority complex or um like i don't feel ready i don't feel like i'm i'm uh, able to do it um but it's all i notice it's just my mind and my mm -hmm. body is is saying yes and, and getting excited um so i think for me it's just like how much can i get rid of any perfectionism uh, how, how much can I just say like, yes, to an opportunity, um, even if it scares me? And how much can I embrace the messiness and, you know, doing it differently and not having it, having it follow any guideline or, you know, um, expectation or whatever. So it's, I think it's hard with, it can be hard with clients and with friends because I wouldn't say it's like necessarily, it, it's more like self-absorbed versus self-centered. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm self-centered, but I feel like I'm very self-absorbed in the fact that like, sometimes I for, it's like, I forget that there's other people around or I'm not, I'm not always thinking about other people, you know, the way a transpersonal profile would. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it can get kind of sticky of like, oh, like, you know, this person's feeling I'm uh, not like neglected or like, oh, am I ignoring them? Am I not, you know, why am I not reaching out? Like, um, I think other people can have, can have questions about the nature or the, uh, you know, maybe make up like, oh, what is the, you know, what's the intention behind the, the breaking of the bond um, where I'm just like, oh, I'm in my, I'm in my study mode now, you know, or I'm, I'm messing something up and needing to clean it up or needing to, you need to fix it up. So uh, I, I think being a one three is just yeah it, it's uh, it's a continue what we'll, we'll be we'll be students forever we'll yeah, never yeah. stop learning we'll never stop poking at the weak spots you know we're really kind of um, meant to find you know those uh, those weak points and and expose them um, another thing I think that's been really successful and I don't know how much of this is is being a one three but is how vulnerable and authentic I can be with sharing my pain. Um, 
I think really what set me off on this journey was an Instagram post where I just exposed, like I've been depressed for 20 years um, mm. and everybody was like shocked to hear it, but it was so obvious to me. I didn't, I didn't know people would be shocked um, to hear that truth. Uh, so now I really, I really think like the more vulnerable I can be, the more I can let people in on like authentically what's happening, the good and the bad, um, the more resonance and the more um, aligned people come into my life and invite me into things that are, that are fun for me. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That answers one question that I was curious about. Cause uh, like you were saying that sometimes you forget people are around and I do that too. It's like, I've, I forget. Oh, maybe I should share what I've been learning <laughs> or something that's going on. And so I was wondering if there was some shift for you from going like to realizing, oh, it's time to share. Like what, what am I trying to say? The shift to bring in those invitations that you were talking about. And it sounds like that was it. Like when you just pop up and share the vulnerabilities, share what you know, share what you're learning and just simply do that. That's when the invitations come in for you. Is that right? I, I had someone recently tell me I need to talk more on my Instagram. Um, you know, I'm the 4426 and, uh, mm -hmm. like people really resonate when they see my face speaking. It's so obvious to me and in, in my engagement online. Um, and most of the time I don't do it because I'm insecure, uh, because know. of the way I look or because of, I don't like this. And, uh, you know, I, I think one threes because we're, we're meant to make mistakes, um, and some of my conditioning growing up, which is very much like focus on your appearance and you can't look any, like nothing can look out of place, but I think we can get, we can turn into perfectionists. Like, oh, yeah. oh I'm here to make mistakes. I never want to make a mistake ever, you know? And so a lot of one threes I meet, there are these perfectionists. I'm like, whoa, this is actually like the most limiting thing for my growth and for, for uh, attracting invitations is for me as a third line, not wanting to go get messy not wanting to show people you know when i wake up in the morning you know what what you look like when you're i don't have my lights set up you know which yeah. i i have fun and you know everyone likes to look good and stuff but uh yeah um it's been i've really noticed uh it, it's felt really aligned and it's felt really liberating to just like hop on and talk about something good yeah i'm glad that you do there is definitely a frequency there i've had that perfectionist thing very much my entire childhood mm -hmm. wanting to be perfect scared to make any kind of mistake mm -hmm. and knowing I'm a three line has really helped me to just kind of embrace that and mm -hmm. even showing up on video like you're saying like I just kind of forced myself like mm -hmm. you know what I haven't done my makeup and my hair's in some weird ponytail but we're just gonna talk and I think TikTok helped with that actually, because so many people just show up on TikTok. Hmm. It's not as much of a thing. Like on Instagram, I feel like I got to be prettier. Interesting. That's funny. But it's helped a lot. Like nobody's said, oh my gosh, you look terrible. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow, the fears that are in our mind, are they're not playing out in reality? That's a shocker. <laughs> I know, right? That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. So how do you experience that 2644? That one, yeah. that one is really cool to observe. I have the 26, so I get, mm -hmm. I get kind of swept up. That's a, that's one reason I think that it's hard. I know I told you last time, like, I can't mm -hmm. follow you all the time. I think it's oh. because that 26, <laughs> like, it'll get upset. I'm like, somebody's uh. better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Like you hit the wrong post, someone's doing really good and they're looking good, and you're like, "Fuck, I suck." Ugh. Exactly. I can't follow them anymore. <laughs> yeah. I right? just kind of observe it now. I'm like, "Okay, you're funny, but we'll still take yeah. a break." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I wonder if that's a 26 thing because I, I do the same thing. It's so funny. Yeah, well, because they say the voice of that one is wanting to be the best, which I yeah. honestly don't resonate with. I've never yeah. been. Like I've always been kind of athletic and stuff, but I didn't care if somebody beat me. I just wanted to be better than myself. Um, but when it's stuff like this, like with business or human design, or if it seems like somebody knows more than I do, then I get really weird about that. Yeah. <laughs> but 
back to your 2644. I think it's a really cool channel. So have you been able to? Yeah. Yeah. So I always like, I, I always tell people like you'll get, well, I don't always tell, but the other day I got to this point where I'm like, wow, the, every time I look at my design, I just fucking like love it more and more. And I just look at it. I'm like, damn, this is the best design. Like I'm so lucky. Like this is perfect. <laughs> you know. So I think that goes with, with, I think that's for everybody, you know, like when you can get to that point where you look at your design and there's nothing else in the world that you would want to have. Like I wouldn't erase anything. I wouldn't color anything in like, wow, I'm really falling in love with, with that. And so that 4426 to me is like, I can really just flow in conversation. I can really adapt to whoever's in front of me and kind of like tailor my pitch or my speech to, to them to something that's going to actually resonate deeply with them. So I really see it as like, you know, I got to be the face. Uh, I've got to be the one talking. Like I've got to be the one that, that shows up and without knowing what I'm going to say, I literally can watch it adapt to my surroundings, to whoever, whoever's around me. Um, and I used to think that was, it's easy for me. You know, I don't, I don't do anything. Like I, I'll do live sometimes and I'll have somebody come on a live with me, a random person on my Instagram and, and I'll have a conversation with them and then someone else will hop on and I'll have a conversation with them. And in the moment I can watch my body language change. I can watch the tone of my voice change and it's literally mirroring and matching the different people that show up um, in front of me. So I call it like ranginess. Like you can be very rangy. Like I can talk to um you know someone that comes over like like a plumber that comes over to fix something like i could feel completely at home and resonant with this guy because i've i've been there and then um you know i could go to a very fancy like gala type event and and fit in and vibe with you know ritzy people so i really think it's a it's it's an instinct to be able to kind of like fit in uh and talk and transmit and uh, sell if i need to to, to anybody, to anybody. Um, and, it, and it's really cool to watch it happen. That is really cool. Uh, do you find that when you have that, you have that undefined throat. So do you mm -hmm. think that's why you have a hard time sometimes showing up on, on video? Like people are saying, oh, you should talk more. Is it like your, does your undefined throat just sometimes not want to talk? I don't know. Okay. Just <laughs> that's kidding. a good, that's a good <laughs> question. I, it's so funny because I'm I'm learning to say I don't know a lot more. And one thing I don't do is really like pick apart my own chart. Mm. I don't I don't do it. It, it doesn't help me at all. Mm -hmm. um, and people ask me about my channels and stuff, and it, it's really like the first time where I'm starting to watch them work. I'm starting to watch my ego come alive. I'm starting to to not through study or like contemplating but literally through being a witness and watching it show up in my life i'm like oh fuck that's that 2551 or that's the 4426 like mm -hmm. i'm actually being a witness to it so i don't you know i i can't i can't look at scenarios and and say like oh that's my open throat or mm -hmm. that's my I could, and, and sometimes I do because it's it's interesting. Um, but I don't think that adds any value to my to my life. Um, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense, and I get that. I kind of do the same thing because I'll tend to to like overanalyze. I mean, mental mm -hmm. projection. All I got. Right? <laughs> so I can <laughs> I can kind of get stuck there. So I've tried to. I've been able to start finding this balance and observe, like you said, like oh hey, like like I was talking about the twenty six. I'm like I think that's probably the twenty six. Just getting yeah. kind of competitive there. I, th I, I think that I I it's a good question. I I I actually have. I think the better answer would be, it's so much easier for me to know when it's my not self, mm -hmm. because oh, why don't I want to speak right now? So you're right. Sometimes I, I can really feel when my throat stops. Mm. Like I could feel when I'm like, I'm done talking now. Like I, it's straining now. Like I'm, I'm energetically, it's enough. Um, but most of the time I notice that it's an insecurity coming up or it's, you know, I don't want to say the truth because of how, you know, I might get some hard emotional things to hear um, so I think that's the question I really ask myself is like, is there a not self strategy that's getting in the way of this, of this decision? 
Yes. Those not self questions have helped me so much. Did they help right. you in the beginning? That's all I do. That's yeah. all I, that's yeah. literally all I tell people. I'm like, you get to know the not self strategies and then watch your life happen. And you're going to just laugh because there it's, it's always there. You know, it's always there. It always is. And sometimes I swear I can hear all of them yelling at the same time. They're mm. like competing with each other. Does that happen to you too? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure that i'm sure they all it, it when i do it's so hard for me as, as a i i mean i don't know if it is for you um but for me like like knowing myself through my own design and through my own like introspection it's mm -hmm. really really hard for me but when I do other people's designs and I'm doing a session with somebody, it's so easy for me to to pinpoint the not self strategies for them and to see how they're going to play out with each other. But I really like I don't spend much time on, on my own chart and and, uh, and knowing um, how they're all going to interact with each other. Uh, yeah. No, and that just makes me curious, too, because you have the you have the spleen, the heart and the identity center. So there's mm -hmm. some really body definition that's helping you out and it mm -hmm. perhaps it's because I have no body definition that mm -hmm. I get curious about it or maybe it's louder for me in some way is it easy for you to come to those conclusions and and see everything uh intellectually it is now like for the most part I can really tell when I can just hear it, it when some when one of them or all of them mm -hmm. are freaking out about something um because I used to succumb to them so easily in the past so now I can just laugh like that heart's like, oh, we got to do something to prove that we are just mm. as good as Travis over there. Mm. Like, no, we don't. Travis is different than me. He's doing yeah. a different thing. <laughs> yeah. So it helps me calm down, but they are, they're loud. I, I also tend to um, give them like this voice of like a dramatic teenage girl. Mm. They're like totally freaking out about stuff. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to hear what my voice would be. <laughs> Nasty voice. <laughs> I was I was like brutally hard on myself. Oh my gosh. I mean, same. That's it's taken so much self-forgiveness. Mm. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a big journey. Um But yeah, I was just curious about that undefined throat. I get curious about that too, because mm. that's, you know, very concentrated in what I have. So I don't really understand what it's like to not have a defined throat. The best experiment I do now, I think with undefined throats, it's like, I just need to shut up more and more and more and more when I'm in settings with other people. Like I'm really seeing like how I still could actually listen more and talk less. And uh, th this might be, a, I don't, I, it's a major conditioning force for all of us because we all want to be manifestors, right? So we, we all tax this, uh, this open center. I think only, what, only 30% I think has it open even. It's pretty rare to have, have it open. So for me, it's like, oof, I'm really here to be a listener. I'm really here to be able to hold space and to hear the, the truth and then hey when there's an opportunity or an invitation to ask the right question um you know so many people with open throats there are they're so caught up and what am i going to say next what am i going to say next i got to say something or else i'm going to get bulldozed or i'm going to get run over so you know the open throats especially in sessions and stuff like they could talk a lot you know we oh could we over over talk the people with the definition there so my homework is always like is there even more room for me to slow down and, and more room for me to, to stay silent and, and to listen? Um, okay. It's weird. No, that's good. I always like hearing the experience too, for me as an analyst, when I'm talking to somebody with mm -hmm. a definition or an openness totally. to kind of help guide them in that way. Yes. And I've noticed that too, if I'm with a client who has an open throat, I'm barely <laughs> 
<laughs> it's cool at the same time though right like i i love watching this shit play out because it's always like it's so spot on it's it's so funny to me it cracks me up especially i'll do like some prep work just because i really like to and then i'll get the client talking and i'm just in my head i'm like this is just perfect like your design is just emitting out of your body right now and it's so great <laughs> i heard about a funny uh audio from raw once and he was like talking about the open throat and he was like when a client shows up and they have an open throat and they start talking over me i tell them shut up i'm doing the reading here just shut your mouth and then you would just like do the reading I'm like uh it's such a manifester such a manifester thing but like i would never tell people to shut up unless there was really a uh openness i i i posted once and i was telling myself to shut the fuck up because uh, i could see it in myself and then people could you know take what they want from my experience yeah yeah that is such a raw thing to say <laughs> shut, shut up <laughs> sit there i'm giving you the reading <laughs> yeah i can't imagine but part of me is like you know you paid me for this right and the clock is ticking that's, like i don't have all day <laughs> that's the thing like it's out of love you know like everything that man did you can really see was out of love for uh wanting to have a, a positive impact and change people's lives like got you know yeah shit. um but gosh, you pace, like, yeah, to have to sit there and let, like, you're wasting time, you know, like, it's, oof, that's brutal. Yeah, but not so. And then I noticed, too, that the bitterness will start coming up for me. I'm like, mm. you don't want to hear my wisdom? Mm. Mm -hmm. Does that happen to you, too? Like, when someone's talking over you and you're like, I've got stuff to say, does the bitterness come through? It, it, now that again with that that open throat thing that i try to be aware of is like if i'm present and well yeah if they're just blabbing then yeah you're right <laughs> i can get i can get kind of bitter but i won't let it happen anymore in my sessions i'll call it out immediately um if i think it's if i think it's getting in their way if i think it's causing a problem um maybe in their life or even in our in our session like i'll instantly call it out um but I can, I can tell the difference now if, if it's my open throat wanting to spew wisdom at them. Uh, because sometimes in my sessions, like I give too much information sometimes and they, they just needed a place to come vent and, and a place for me to hold space for them to figure this stuff out on their own. So it, I, it is such a balance between my not self and their not self and, you know, uh, yeah, what, what dynamic is playing out here? Because no matter we have it defined or undefined, we can either talk too much or not talk enough. It, you know, it goes, it goes all the ways. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And it is interesting to just watch it play out. My whole, like me and both of my kids were all defined throats. Hmm. So, and non-sacrals. So I feel like things are pretty aligned. In How does world. the communication work with, with you guys? Is that easy? <laughs> <laughs> or is no one listening? <laughs> <laughs> It's actually really easy, especially as they've gotten older. But I also, I have a degree in communication. Uh, and I joke, like my parents never talked growing up. And so I joke that I had to go to college and get a degree to learn how to communicate mm. with people. Mm. And so it's always at the forefront of my mind. And them being boys growing up in this age, I always wanted mm. to just help them to grow up in a more healthy way. Mm. So I... I might over communicate some things, but I feel like I've created a space where they're they'll come to me and talk to me, which is great. I ever wanted. So I feel like we do a pretty good job. But my youngest is a manifester, so he gets what he wants like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and my oldest has the 2343. So it just mm -hmm. It's so fun to watch that one play out in real life, especially around my family who's really conservative and they don't understand him most of the time. So I just like nerd out. Fascinating. All the mechanics of things that are happening. <laughs> That's gotta be a good recipe for some uh, fun conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Cause that 2343, you know, and it's part of his incarnation cross. So it, uh. it's, and he's a two four he's just mm. like casually genius about all this stuff and mm. a lot of people don't really get him but anyway um 
So with you, with business and things have been flowing, you were telling me things have been going pretty good. Um, do you, I mean, I know you talked about like, once you started being a little more vulnerable, um, invitations started coming a little more. Do you feel like you also kind of leaned more into like your profile or any specific part of your design, or is it just really that surrender? Like you were talking about before, like you just stopped trying yeah. what do you think was the energy shift. I think it's my spleen, mm. my spleenic, my spleenic authority, uh, which says like, I'm never going to know why I'll ever make a decision, but I know when to make the decision. And, uh, I shared the other day that I'm moving out of my apartment on uh, at the end of this month. So I put in my, but I don't have it. Like uh, I'm going to stay with a friend for a week and then I'm going to Santa, Santa Fe for the human design conference. And then I think I might go travel in Europe. Like I have no solid plan for after I leave this place, but I knew the second I moved in that there was resistance here. I wasn't going to be here long. It didn't feel a hundred percent right. And then like lately, the noise is just getting turned up and the resistance was, you know, getting even more like visceral. And uh, it was just so obvious I wasn't supposed to be here, but I didn't want to make the decision because I didn't have anything lined, lined up. Where am I going to go? You know, like all the mental stuff. Um, and then the other day, it was almost like I, I watched myself pick up my phone, send a text to my landlord and give my 30-day my notice. Like it just happened like, like that. And I, I just sent it. I go, it's time. And after I sent that text, it was like, wow, the resistance was instantly gone. And then I started to get a lot more bookings and uh, like, I was just able to kind of get back into my, into my flow. So I think, you know, when I don't want to make a decision because the mind's getting in the way and my spleen's telling me, Hey, you're not going to like it here. You're not going to last here long. Like, Hey, maybe it's time. Um, like once I finally make that decision, uh, things, things go back into flow. Um, and, and again, like, I think it's a timing thing. Like I, I, maybe I wasn't meant to make that decision until I, I finally did the other day, you know? Um, but yeah, just, just trusting in my intuition that whatever isn't feeling aligned, like there's a reason for it and get rid of it and, and let's see what, what's next, <laughs> even though I have no idea. Um, so yeah, really, really trying to, to be more present, be more surrendered to the moment and to possibilities. And yeah, another thing I, I think is the third, the third line where I'm meant to bump into things. My body is meant to bump into things. So if I'm not, you know, uh, I wake up every morning with this sense of possibility of what's going to happen to me today. What random person am I going to meet? What random opportunity, what random money is going to fall into my lap? Like there's so much possibility for anything to happen at any, any second before that third line. Like what are we going to bump into? Um, so I also would, you know, really get stuck in like needing to plan it out or needing it to, like I can't see it. If I can't see it in the future, then it's not going to happen, which is so not true for me. So being like a third line splenic person, it's like, full fucking surrender to like possibility and and change of direction and not really knowing where i'm going to end up or where i'm going to go and it feels fucking amazing it feels so good like i'm not i'm not scared which is which is uh cool to witness absolutely do you think the you of 10 years ago would be super confused right now You want to talk about the me of 10 years ago? Holy <laughs> shit. I was, confusion is good. Like bitter confusion is a good uh, way to sum me up 10 years ago. I still, like I tell people all the time, I, my mind still is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing doing human design readings? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what are you like, what are you doing at this bachelorette party? You know, like you're the, <laughs> like it, it still doesn't make mental sense. Uh, to all, you know, all the conditioning that I've been, um, you know, subject to my whole life. It's, it's funny. Absolutely. There's so much conditioning. And and then when you think about business, like you're doing this thing, okay, well, what's your five-year plan? Uh, yeah. What kind of, you know, what's your forecast for Q4? Like, yeah. But you're a splenic being. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day I will if I get some help, which, uh, you know, anything's possible, but me trying yeah. to do that 
doesn't do anything for me. Um, I have a hard time managing a schedule, you know, right. um, as, a, as a splenic person. So uh, just letting it just flow. Well, it, the, 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 it, it's cool to kind of get my mind on board with, with my life because it still is confused, but I know now how I could literally talk about this shit all day, every day. When I'm in session, when I'm on a podcast, when I'm teaching, I am so lit up mm-hmm. and so excited and so like filled with passion and joy. Like it, it's obvious to me now, this is what I'm supposed to be doing physically. My mind still questions, but it knows, it knows that. Um, so it's, it's becoming easier not to let it make decisions anymore. Like the, the voices are still there, but it's, it's, it's been so easy for me lately to not make any mental decisions to say like, Oh, I hear the voice. I hear the fear. Um, but it's been so good lately. Like, no, we're still sticking with the body. Like we're still sticking with the intuition, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you know, for people starting out in their experiment, like once you start to get it to work a little bit for you, it just gets easier and easier and easier. Um, I have hard days sometimes still, but not nearly what it was like in the beginning or God, let alone 10 years ago. <laughs> 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 I know, 10 years ago but the Ooh. frequency of like everything was a lot different 10 years ago I feel that's like that's very true yeah so it's yeah, there's no opening yeah um okay and then so you're just talking about the body and it's reminding me of some of the stuff you've talked about on Instagram with the profile and I like how you really separate it that way with the mind and the body and talking about a three-line body there's just something about the way you say it that makes different connections for me. Um, and you've talked a lot about that inside of relationships as well, right? And I think that's that's what you're talking about in the human design conference. Mm-hmm. The high desert, it's the high desert one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me a little I, I mean I'm not trying to get you to give everything away. Yeah. But <laughs> whatever you feel comfortable sharing about that because I find this so fascinating, especially as a three-line body trying to get in relationships. Yeah. Uh, again, like, well, not again, I haven't said this yet, but my personality sun's in gate 63, the gate of doubt. So I'm skeptical as hell. I don't believe anything, but getting this information and then applying it to past experiences, it always matches up and it, and explains it perfectly, you know? Um, so when we look at profile, this is where our bonding strategies come from for intimacy and sexuality. And, and you know, really that's there for re- reproductive purposes. Um, so each profile has a, a strategy and, and then also has an emotional resonance to it. Um, so the, the bonding strategy comes from gate 59. So that's, you know, for the, if we just look at our, our body, this is what we're gonna physically be feeling when it comes to how we want to bond with another being. So the third line body is bonds made and broken. Okay interesting um how the fuck's that gonna work in a long-term relationship you know um and then the emotional resonance is acceptance and rejection so more of like a a feeling like this physical feeling of of how this plays out when i'm when i need to break the bond sometimes there's this sense of literal rejection to a partner or to a person in my life like it's it's not me i'm not consciously doing this because i'm a one um but my body is like, it feels like it's physically rejecting somebody. Um, and the, the one's always looking for security, you know? Right. So the, the one strategy is this like pursuer pursued. Like we love to pursue someone or we love the, you know, being the one who's being pursued. And then the emotional resonance is weakness and, and strength um, in that. So if you look at the personality, it's more kind of how we like express or communicate our, our uniqueness to each other. And then the body is really like, Hey, let's, you know, let's have sex. Let's like re- reproduce. So if you put the one, three together, I just, I'm like, I still laugh because I could watch it play out. I wanted to pursue women. Mm-hmm. The second I caught them, not much later, it would be like, break the bond and let's do it again. And there's not self stuff in there too, you know, of me and my open emotional center and not being able to open up really vulnerably to, to my partners. But I'm like, wow, that is literally what played out so much in my life of me wanting someone until I caught them and then feeling this like, nope, my body is ready to um, break the bond and move on to something else. Um, 
in like long-term relationships, I think a lot of third lines and a lot of third line bodies, we feel like I need space and we can feel very guilty about needing space. And so we can come up with some drama or come up with a fake something that's bothering us or like, I used to, I used to just like make shit up, like make up problems so that I could have an excuse to take the space I needed because I was too scared to tell my partner that, Hey, I just feel like being alone for a little bit. Or I feel like I want to go somewhere by my, by myself. Like I felt very guilty. I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings again with the open solar plexus, you know, in our, and, uh, in relationship. Um, so I think the third line body is so misunderstood and people who don't have it and don't understand it can take it as a rejection of like, whoa, why don't you like me anymore? Why don't you love me anymore? And it has nothing to do with that. It's my body wants space. And the, the thing I think people focus on and the bonds made and broken is actually the, the bonds broken part. Like that's yeah. kind of what sticks out is like, oh, we have to break the bond, but you don't realize how fucking amazing and um empowering it is for us to make bonds we are so good at making new new bonds and even you know if i don't see a partner for a week and we come back together it's so fresh it's so alive there's so much spark again um so i i you know we we need to focus on both the making and the breaking because there's beauty in in both parts of it um but when you know when we remake and rediscover something it's like wow we get to live a whole new relationship and it could be the same person forever um but we're always going to be constantly change you know changing and and um yeah looking for new ways of of relating to stay healthy and um, exciting i really appreciate that perspective i think that helped me a lot because that you're right I focused on that broken part of the bonds like am I just gonna break up with everybody I mean but then I realized too like thinking back to my relationship with my kid's dad like when everything was falling apart really it was just me saying like all of this stuff that we've created it's not really working so we need to leave that and we need to recreate something new and I so I see that too where it's not necessarily like I want to leave the relationship it's just it it's a way of enforcing it and making it stronger and so that kind of helped me too like I'm not just gonna leave people <laughs> we're gonna make a really good relationship I think a lock said it of like one threes are with a partner for 20 years and they're still wondering if it's got the legs to go the distance. <laughs> you know, it's just like, wow, I can really resonate with that. We're just like, oh, you know, because we're just built to test it. We're built to test the relationship. We're not built to be the networker or the opportunist or, um, you know, we're really here to like, let's test this thing. Yeah. And, uh, make sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, and he's a two four generator with a completely open solar plexus. So he's like, mm. let's just chill and have fun. Like, but these things are annoying. <laughs> 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 so it's just interesting unpacking all of that. There, I, I mean, that, I think that's going to be my area of real expertise as the, you know, the further I go along my journey, because I just love looking at relationships and bonding and our, our sexuality, you know, having an open sacral, open, open solar plexus. Um, mm -hmm. It's fascinating to me to watch uh, the pure dysfunction play out in my, in my relationships and, my, and all so many relationships, you know, uh, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much healing when you become aware of, of, Hey, we got different strategies uh, right. to be intimate with each other. Right. Do you think moving forward, like for you personally, if you were to get in a committed relationship with someone, do you feel like they would have to be um, knowledgeable of their human design? Have... I have no idea. No. I wait for an invitation or I see an <laughs> opportunity and, you know, I'm so... I'm so open to someone showing up in my life mm -hmm. and what they need to look like or be like is none of my business oh. except for my, except for my 
intuition yeah in the moment yeah that makes total sense that i mean that's really what fucks people is this list well yeah because we're told like the manifesting gurus they're like okay get real specific on your yeah. list and what you want and, <laughs> <laughs> and meditate on that every day <laughs> If people think that's like, I, I just laugh. Like, do people really buy into that? Because I'm just like, wait. Yeah. What a red car with this. Ugh. I'm just like, how the, how do you know you want that? You know, like, it, uh, I don't know. I might just be. And the third line is also the natural pessimist. So I just like, I love laughing at shit that doesn't make sense to me. I'm just like, wait a second. If you're into human design, you know, you know, if you're in your experiment, the more I'm in my experiment, the more I realize I have no fucking idea what's going to make me happy. Mm. I have no clue uh, who's going to be, um, or I have really no clue, like, what is going to be like the best sex, you know, like when I look at somebody, I'm like, oh, she's really hot. Oh, wait, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, that's a, that's a bummer, you know, or like, eh, I'm just like so much more open to random encounters and witnessing things that come in that I say yes to and, and then being surprised by how amazing it is. I love that. I love that. That seems like such splenic wisdom to me, though. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like, must be nice. Um, but I think it's really great because again, I know we all have the whole chart. I'm curious about your perspective of this because I know yeah. we we talk a lot about our definitions. Like, oh, like you have the spleen. I don't have the spleen. Well, I mean, I have mm -hmm. a spleen. It's just not mm -hmm. consistent, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not talking to me the same way every day. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have it all. We just have the consistency in our definition. Mm -hmm. Do you relate to that? Oh yeah. I'm a, I've been in an emotional transit for the last like year and a half now with the 35, 36 hooked yeah, up. That's right. But, How is that going for you? I don't know. <laughs> Have you, cause Janelle has that too. And she said the same Janelle, thing. She's like, she, I guess it's there. Like <laughs> I'm having a wild time. <laughs> like emotions I'm learning so much about emotions like it's it's hard for me to trust decisions sometimes now I'm like oh wait I really thought that was going to be great and now I'm feeling totally different like I'm actually being able to watch that the wave kind of happen in in me um and I think that's probably one of the, what we always said like you can know your design but we're not living in a vacuum like the second you leave your house, you're connecting with things are hooking up and like we, there's so much going on in interaction that we don't know how it's personally affecting our design or what's getting turned on and what's getting turned off. So in, in relationship, it's like, how could we define a relationship as like a one size fits all thing? If you really believe two people are, are completely unique, then any combination of two people getting in relationship with each other, it's going to be a completely unique relationship. Like it's going to be yeah. like, there's going to be so much going on. That's different from it, from anybody else. Um, so yeah, like if, you know, if, if we, if I didn't get to taste that sacral, we'd be dead. Right. Like that's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not born celibate as uh, projectors and, and manifestors, you know, like I love to play with that, with the sacral energy. So yeah, we totally all get to feel it, it all. And I think that's a, that is a misconception when I, when I first came in, it was like, I don't have this or I don't have that. And it's like, no, 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 no. I just can't trust it. You know, I'm not meant to make emotional decisions, but fuck, I, I'm super sensitive. I feel things I can amp up emotions, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then when there's a transit that's so long standing, like mm -hmm. this one, 35, 36, or really just the 36, um, yeah. it's like, I'm trying to remember where I heard this one from, but after a certain amount of time, it really, it really impacts you in a deeper way. Like you can mm -hmm. kind of consider it part of your design for that time, because I mean, a year and a half, that's the significant time to have that connected. 
yeah, I think it's going to be even longer than that. And then it goes back retrograde and happens for a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm going to be oh, interested yeah. when it leaves to see what it, what it feels like if I can feel it. Yes, that'll yeah. be fun to notice. Yeah. There's, yeah. Do you follow the transits very closely? I, uh, I'll look at, if I'm feeling crazy for like an extended period of time, I'll look up the transits and take a look and see what's there. Uh, mm -hmm. Typically, it's like all my centers are defined. Right. And you're you know, like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I can feel nuts. That's, that's fine. Or I have like insane amounts of energy for some reason. Um, I went through a really cool transit where I have uh, gates in all three streams of our sexuality and, and uh, re relationship through the, through the solar plexus. Um, mm -hmm. I got the 55, I have the 37 and the 19, and then I have the 36. Um, mm -hmm. And so one, like within a one month period, I had specific each different stream hooked up for like a, a solid couple of days each um, and i got to actually feel like oh my god when the when the 49 hooked up to my 19 i was like i really want a relationship like i really want to be with someone long term like i really was feeling needy and and feeling like ah, i want to be wanted you know and then once it's gone i was like oh good thing i didn't like ask anybody out because now i don't want that anymore you know and then i felt like the romance and like all of the sudden i was like like listening to songs on repeat you know and like whoa i i never do that you know i'm i, I typically like silence like I, I drive around in silence like i'm not much of a music person um but more lately with my emotional system hooked up it's like wow music is speaking to me in such a different way and i had to listen to this song like over and over and over again and then uh, the 3536, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I've been having adventures, like a lot of adventures and it's not over yet. So, yeah. Yeah. That channel feels very much like a FOMO energy to me. Like it just really wants to live life and experience things and get in there. Is that kind of what you've been feeling? It feels very ungrounded, not in a bad way, but like, it's not meant. Yeah. It's like, let's go uh try some stuff out yeah to me it's like it's all it's almost like it kind of goes with the third line in a way that's it what i say like, like yeah it would be so interesting to have that plus a third line like you're just like let's go do things <laughs> yeah. yeah well i've been doing things and things that like it's uh uh i was studying with a lock and he told me uh because i asked him i was like what am i supposed to do with this fucking transit that's coming you know and he didn't give me any any answer which i'm so grateful for but he told me he's like he goes whatever happens just make sure you keep your sense of humor <laughs> i was like that's probably the best advice anyone's ever given me about anything that uh, is so great I just, like that that'll i'll never forget that because it just it still sticks with me yeah. that seems like a very a lock thing to say mm -hmm. i've never communicated with him i just mm. know his stuff from social media and youtube that just seems his vibe <laughs> well how was what was that like studying with him he seems like a wealth of information he's so i love that he's kind of like next in line to raw mm -hmm. because of how different their designs are like they're both manifestors but we have the splenic ego manifester and then we have a lock is so emotional mm. and it's such a, it's such a cool, sometimes I'll listen to courses and I'll listen to Ra's course first and then I'll listen to a lock same exact course next and I'll get so much valuable information from both of them. What's it like through an emotional lens versus what's it like through, like I obviously resonate to Ra more because I'm a splenic ego projector. And so there's just that dryness there, but then sitting through and, and, and gaining that experience of what it feels like, as, you know, to be uh, an emotional being who's been doing it for as long as a has been doing it. It's, it's, uh, it's such a treat. And uh, I actually did my LYD guide training with a lock. Um, and then afterwards, I really wanted to do um, the sexuality and relationships and uh, caring and all, all that. And so I actually did it just me and him. Oh wow! Uh, he he said, "Hey, I told you I would do this, and uh, you know I was the only person out of that small group that wanted to wanted to take it at that time." Um, so I got uh, some really cool one on one time with him, which was terrifying uh, for me. You know, he's so impactful, and you never know 
what his mood is going to be. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, I, I was nervous a lot of the time, but he's such a sweet man, like deep, deep down. He's, he's so sweet and, uh, so helpful and caring. And, uh, he really took, he really took care of me and, and, uh, answered all my questions and we had some great conversations. Wow. I, I love him. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't think I realized you studied with him like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was special. It was a special experience. Yeah. So the relational aspect really has been a focus for you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I started my spiritual journey, um, that's where I went kind of straight away was into sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a, one of my closest friends, uh, Amy Batuski, she's a sex and relationship coach and, and uh, she mainly works with women now. Um, but she was, she was in this community at the time, um, where they practiced orgasmic meditation. Oh, what is that? Yeah. That's my thought. Exactly. It took me about two years to get the courage to come to one of these workshops and see what it was all about. So it's, uh, I'm not going to get into too much detail. I'm going to share a lot about this at, at the conference uh, okay. this year um because it's so tied into human design but it was really all about like diving into your desires you know uh especially for women so th their main thing was like men are kind of taught to lead with their desires and withhold their sensitivity and their feelings and women are really taught to lead with their feelings and their sensitivity but withhold their deep desires and so when you get together it's like a mismatch you know because we all again we all have it all um, so being around these women who are like encouraged and supported and letting out these like wild desires that they have when it comes to sexuality relationships or, or whatever. Um, and then being a man and opening up to my sensitivity and my feelings and sharing authentically when I'm scared or, you know, uh, you know feeling, feeling, yeah, feeling vulnerable. Um, so I like, it changed my whole world around relating and, and sexuality. And then I thought like, holy shit, if our society got sex so wrong, then we got everything wrong. Oh, because yeah. this is a, you know, this is, everybody is inclined towards their sexuality. That's the law of being, of being human. Um, so that just like instantly shattered this reality of, of what I thought, uh, or, shattered the rules um and the conditioning that i was meant or that i was told to to believe and that was kind of like what really put me on this on this path on this path and um so i really think like how how can you tell a generator to to respond if they hadn't haven't had an orgasm in a year mm. you know how, how can you tell a generator to respond if they're experiencing sexual trauma that they that they haven't dealt with you know there's so much about orgasm and and our sexuality that lives in that sacral center and the majority are generators so if that's not taken care of if you're not tapped into that 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 energy or that uh, desire or, or whatever that turns you on oh are you really at full capacity to unleash that energy to you know to live a life that's going to be satisfying because if your sex isn't satisfying you know uh, it just becomes a, a pressure release or a way that you get rid of the frustrated sacral energy which isn't great sex to have you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know i i think and it might be my one threeness and my openness but like i'm like let's start there yeah like if you heal that those wounds and that conditioning, it will guaranteed translate and transmute to every other area of your life, whether it's business, you know, m money, um, you know, living situations, any relationship. Um, I've really saw once I fixed that or not fixed it, but once I started to explore it and, and heal that part of me, my, my whole life changed. That's really beautiful. And that's something I appreciate about watching you too, is like how you really embrace the masculine and the feminine in life and just really getting into that experience of desire. And uh, there's just a lot of information there, like you said. It's, it's perfect. Like 
Yeah. It's the balance. It's the yin and the yang. It's the, that symbol, you know, it's like, it's perfectly designed. I mean, we just have to get out of our own way. Yeah. Well, and there's like purity culture. I grew up in the church, right? So it's mm. like, until you get married. Mm. And then like, that was the weirdest thing for me because we did wait. And then it like, all of a sudden I was supposed to be this sexual mm. being when I had been mm. repressing it this whole time. Mm. And there was a lot happening there. So like the, just the messages we send in this society are so weird. It's fucked so, up. It really is. I'm glad you're doing some work for healing around that area. It sounds like it's much needed. And honestly, this just hit me too, like to have a man like you to show up in this really nurturing and caring way. Like, I don't feel threatened by you talking about this. Mm. And that alone is so healing. Mm. So thank you for doing that. Thank, thank you. I really, yeah, I really feel that. And uh, I, I know that's part of my purpose is to be a uh, a voice and uh, to be able to listen to the feminine and, and, you know, hold a safe space where people aren't, aren't threatened by my energy. You know, people feel safe around me. I, I allow them to be who they are. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know why it's part of my, part of my purpose. Well, it's a beautiful part, very healing part. I love it. When and when is the human design, the high desert human design conference? In case anybody's listening, yeah. uh, September 12th through the 18th. That's right. Um, and you can buy a remote access pass if you can't make it to Santa Fe and you can watch all the lectures and speakers. And uh, uh, Jonah really does an absolutely amazing job at like coordinating this whole thing and, and setting up like, I, I don't know how they do it, you know. Um, uh, they they really do a good job making sure that everything's running and and people have access to as as much as they possibly can. So it's it's awesome. Did you go last year? I did. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't get to go, but I was watching like everybody I know. I was uh, watching the stories. Yeah. It seemed like a really cool time. <laughs> I'm gonna try to share a lot more this time and hop on Instagram a lot more and do some behind the scenes stuff and what's going on because. God, it's just a conference of a bunch of fucking weirdos, you know, <laughs> like we're all so weird. We're all so like, you know, supportive and like, this is me and, you know, I'm not hiding anything. And yeah, there's not self stuff that shows up and ego things. And it, it's just like, to me, it's just like a, a cool space for like, whatever happens, like everybody's going to be in acceptance. Um or at least like an understanding of what of what's playing out. So you can really just kind of go and, uh, and then the uh, level of information too. Like there's some amazing speakers who have some really cool perspectives and they did a sl uh, old slideshow of raw in the early days. Last time someone had all these photos and it, it, I don't know, I, I nerd out on this stuff all day, every day. So to me, it's, it's, it's very special. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, I'm like, I'm curious about it, but I don't feel an urge to go. Like I feel yeah. a little overwhelmed, overwhelmed thinking about going. Yeah. But then I'd also like, if I were, if somebody was like, Hey, come with me, maybe I'd figure it out. But are you going to the other one? There's another one happening in Utah with Brayton. Nope. I think it's just like the week before or something. So yeah all kinds of stuff happening in the human design space these days yeah i got a personal invite to high, to high desert so that felt really oh, good oh yes yeah and i'll and i'll be speaking too so that feels uh yes yeah, feels good yes i bet that does that feels really good well i'm i will definitely be watching everybody's stories i'm very curious about what yeah. comes out of it <laughs> 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 It'll uh, be fun. and also I think Jesse told me last time it was really fascinating for her uh -huh. to watch like people would just kind of naturally end up in these pentas uh -huh. and then they'd find out it was like this perfect penta but it wasn't organized uh -huh. it just happened mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's really fascinating too yeah yeah I, I was in a penta the whole time for sure I don't think we ever did our penta chart though oh really yeah we might have been a we might have been six I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just cool to like experiment you know that's what it is that's what it feels like to me as a giant fucking experiment like in aura absolutely get yes. messy yes i yeah. think i don't know what i would do because i don't have anybody in real life that'll nerd out on human design with me all my hd friends are online like this so if i was in aura with a whole bunch of human design people yeah i think i'd get too excited <laughs> you wouldn't you would fit right in <laughs> you're like no it'd be perfect you would fit right in yeah it would be great yeah awesome well thank you again so much for sharing this time and all of this amazing information like I just really appreciate your frequency and your message and yeah thank you I thank thank you again for the opportunity when we did hot topics I had such a connection with you and I really appreciate what you do and um you know, I, there isn't much stuff out there for mental, mental projectors that some of the questions I get the most of online is like, Hey, give me some resources. And so, um, to see what you're doing, I think it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, and, and so helpful. So I'll, I'll be sending, sending a lot of people your way and, uh, yeah, cool to be on this fractal together. Who knows what or why or how, um, Yeah. but yeah, we'll see where it goes for the three yeah. line takes us. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it just it helps me so much to observe you and your experiment and kind of see that one three come through it like brings realizations to me and it helps me in a lot of ways so thank you Likewise. and thank you for that recognition I'm excited to help more with mental projectors it's yeah. feeling like where I'm meant to go beautiful oh. awesome until next time thank you